Lift up the trumpet and loud let it ring, Jesus is coming again. Cheer up, you pilgrims, be joyful and sing, Jesus is coming again. This is the voice of prophecy, a voice crying in the wilderness of these modern days. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Coming again, coming again, Jesus is coming again. From our Voice of Prophecy studios in Los Angeles, California, we welcome you to this half hour of inspiration and music, transcribed with the King's Heralds, Del Delker, Brad Braley, and our speaker, H.M.S. Richards, a Seventh-day Adventist minister. We open this program as the quartet tells of the nearness of Christ's coming. We know not the hour. We know not the hour of the Master's appearing, yet signs all foretell that the moment is nearing when he shall return tis a promise most cheering but we know not the hour he will come let us watch and be ready he will come hallelujah Hallelujah, he will come in the clouds of his Father's bright glory, but we know not the hour. We'll watch and we'll pray with our lamps trimmed and burning. We'll work and we'll wait Master's returning, we'll sing and rejoice every omen discerning, but we know not the hour. He will come, let us watch and be ready. He will come, hallelujah, hallelujah. He will come in the clouds of his Father's bright glory, but we know not the Heavenly Father, we seek thy blessing on this broadcast and everyone who listens. Increase our faith as we open the Word of God. In Jesus' name, 
place where sin cannot molest, near to the heart of God. O Jesus, blessed Redeemer, sent from the heart of God, hold us who bow before Thee, near to the heart of God. a sinner, but I came pardoned to receive from my Lord. This was freely given, and I found that he always kept his word. There's a new name written down in glory, and it's mine, oh yes, it's mine, and the white robe Angels sing the story, a sinner has come home, has come home, for there's a new name written down in glory, and it's mine, oh yes it's mine, with my sins forgiven I am bound for heaven, Saved by grace, oh, the joy that came to my soul. Now I am forgiven, and I know by the blood I am made whole. There's a new name written down in glory, and it's mine. Yes, it's mine, and the white-robed angels sing the story, a sinner has come home, has come home, for there's a new name written down in glory, and it's mine, oh yes, it's 
promise for guidance is phrased a little differently in Miss Del Delker's solo now, I will pilot thee. Sometimes when my faith would falter and no sunlight I can see I just lift my Here now is H.M.S. Richards, the voice of prophecy speaker. His subject, what Jesus said about faith. Real faith in God is trust in him, belief in his word. We read in Hebrews 11.1, 1, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And without it, no man can please God. Verse 6, without faith it is impossible to please him. Jesus, the Son of God, not only taught his disciples to have faith in God, but demonstrated that faith in his own life before them. Faith in God was to be exercised in regard to the work of Christ. Someone asked this question once of Jesus, what shall we do that we might work the works of God? He answered, This is the work of God, that ye believe on him whom he hath sent. 
John 6:28. Jesus is God's Son, the revealer of God, and is to be honored as God himself. Faith in Jesus as the Son of God, faith in the redemption that God has wrought through Jesus, faith in our Savior's atoning sacrifice upon the cross, faith in his word as the word of God, this we must have. Belief on him, faith in him, brings eternal life. He said, As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. John 3.14 Do we trust Jesus to do the things he promises to do? Are we like the man in the Bible who believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him? of whom we read in John 4:50, If not, why not? The Roman officer who requested healing for the servant believed the words of Jesus, and Jesus said, Go thy way, as thou hast believed, so it be done unto thee. And speaking to those about him, Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. That's Matthew 8:13. In the synagogue one Sabbath morning, Jesus said to a man, very much afflicted with a withered hand, stretch forth thine hand. And he stretched it forth, and it was restored. This man acted on the word of Christ, and he was healed. One day two blind men followed our Savior, and uh, Jesus said, What do you want me to do? We want to be healed. We want our sight, they said. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. Matthew nine twenty-eight. We should learn from all these examples to say yes, Lord, to all the words and commands of God and Christ, for that's the response of true faith. While on a journey in the north of Palestine, Jesus approached a place called Caesarea, and there a Syrian woman begged his help for her sick daughter. She was willing even to take the place of an outcast if only her daughter might be relieved. When told that it was not proper to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs, a word which was applied in those days to non-Israelites, she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Then Jesus said, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And the daughter was healed. That's Matthew fifteen twenty-seven. You see, it's not pride position or culture or general acceptation or even church membership, but faith in God's word which brings the blessing. There was a Samaritan leper who with nine others was cleansed by Jesus. Jesus said, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. That's Luke 17. There was the woman who had suffered twelve years from an affliction that no doctor could cure. And Jesus said, Daughter, be of good comfort, thy faith hath made thee whole. To blind Bartimaeus, sitting by the wayside, calling out to Jesus for help, he said, Receive thy sight, thy faith hath saved thee. Luke 18. And so he could go on and on, example after example in the Holy Scripture. People had faith in Jesus, and their faith was rewarded. It's the believer's privilege to exercise faith in time of danger. On the stormy sea of Galilee in a little boat with his disciples, Jesus was sound asleep in spite of the storm. When it seemed that they were just about to sink, they cried out to him. Then he arose and rebuked the storm, and there was a great calm. 
Then he said, where is your faith? Where is your faith? And they said, what kind of a man is this that even the winds and the waves obey him? God understands all of our needs. Jesus was here on earth. He took our nature. He understands our feelings. And so in all things, even in our daily needs, we are to exercise faith in God. Jesus said, and I'm reading Matthew 6, verse 30, If God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Friends, Jesus taught that faith can be exercised by the most humble child of God, and that God responds to this faith. We are justified through faith. We read in Titus 3, 7, the only way to be made right with God is through faith, much more being justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Those are the words of Paul in Romans, the fifth chapter and the first verse. Of Abraham it is written, he believed in the Lord, that is, he had faith, and it was counted to him for righteousness. Genesis 15, verse 6. Do we have faith in Jesus as our atoning sacrifice upon the cross? If we do, we have peace with God. We have it now. The hearing of God's word brings faith. Is your faith weak? Would you like to have more faith? Have your faith strengthened? But here's the secret of a growing, increasing faith, and it's a secret worth having. You'll find it in Romans 10:17. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. There it is. The Word of God is faith when it's received into the heart as it is indeed the Word of God. Many years ago, a man was sentenced to be hanged, and while on the scaffold, he asked for a drink of water. His request was granted, but his hand shook so violently he was not able to get the water to his mouth. Take your time, said the king of the country, who was sitting nearby to see that justice was executed. Take your time, my man. You will not be executed until you drink it. Instantly the doomed man dashed the cup from his hand, saying, Well then, I'll never drink it, so I'll never be hanged. And the king was as good as his word. The convicted man's life was spared. Even so, it is that we must instantly believe the word of God and accept it, all of it including the record which God has given to us of his son Jesus unto salvation. This is the faith that brings victory, the faith that is based upon the plain word of God. This is the faith that the people of God must have in the latter days, our days. For it is written in Revelation 14:12, Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Notice it's not merely faith in Jesus, but the faith of Jesus, the faith he had, the faith which he gives to those who surrender their lives to him. This brings victory in every area of life, daily living, witnessing for Jesus, finding victory over any evil habit, bearing witness to the Lord Jesus Christ. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. That's a wonderful text, 1 John 5, verse 4. 
This is the faith that wins the victory in the hard fight. During the First World War, a party of journalists visited the great fortress city of Verdun on the French frontier. It was then being besieged by a mighty German army under the crown prince. These newspaper men were met outside the city by a French officer who gave them a very eloquent speech of welcome, saying, Gentlemen, the French Republic considers that the highest honor it can pay to its guests is to take them into Verdun. But gentlemen, I should add that the French Republic cannot guarantee to take them out again. But we can depend upon our guide. He takes us through our Verduns, our trials and dark valleys. Our faith rests upon his faithfulness. For it is written that he will never leave us, nor forsake us. Hebrews 13.5. We ought to memorize that text. In him we may face the future with every confidence, knowing that whatever his wisdom has planned for us is all right. It's a good thing once in a while to read the 11th chapter of Hebrews, the great faith chapter. Someone has called it the Westminster Abbey of the Bible. Here the heroes of faith are brought to view one after another. And as we read of their victories of divine heroism, we are strengthened for the battle of life. Of them all, it is said in verse 39, those all obtained a good report through faith. And so may we. Why should we not continue this great list of victors? In God's great record above, the names of all his true children will be added here unto the very end of time. Faith abides when some more spectacular gifts of the Spirit may pass away. For now abideth faith, hope, charity. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. But there is one thing about faith that must never be forgotten. True faith is a working faith. Or as the Apostle Paul puts it, a faith which worketh by love. Galatians 5, 6. Faith does not exclude works. It's revealed by works. In fact, a faith which does not reveal itself in works is a dead faith. James, the second chapter, makes that clear. Our faith is known by our works, he says in the 18th verse. The actual, genuine, visible proofs of justification by faith are holy works, obedience to the commands of God. As Martin Luther put it, faith is a living, busy, active, powerful thing, doing good continually. It never asks whether good works are to be done, but has done them before there's time to ask the question, and it's always doing them. Our Savior himself was the greatest example of faith this world has ever seen. He believed every word of his Father. He trusted him. So much that the Scripture speaks of the faith of Jesus. He was the greatest example of obedience ever known. The obedience to God. For he said, My meat or my food is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. John 4.34 And he said, If ye keep my commandments... Ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. John 15:10. Let us here and now say that we will obey the word of Christ and have faith in God. Tremble, that will not tremble.
this, and then whate'er may come, I'll taste while hear the I'll taste while hear the I'll taste while hear the We trust we have brought you spiritual encouragement today. May this program help you to keep looking up, going forward in faith. Have faith in God to know His righteousness. Have faith in God, believe, full trust no less. Have faith in God, the faith we must confess. Have faith, dear friend, in God. We hope that this transcribed program of ours has served to give you spiritual strength for the coming week. And we invite you to join us again next week at this same time for another broadcast brought to you by the Voice of Prophecy. Friends, just one word about our Voice of Prophecy Worldwide Prayer Circle. Every Thursday morning at 8 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, We pray here for you, and we hope you'll be praying for us, for yourselves and for all in need. Remember, Thursday morning is prayer morning everywhere around the world. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace.